Hello, everyone. My name is Sarah, and I'll be the moderator for today's call. The topic for today is landing page optimization, finding ideal price points. I'd now like to introduce to you Dr. Flint McLaughlin. Okay, Sarah, thank you very much. Uh, we'd like to get started again today. It's a very busy call. There are many people joining us, and uh, we have a lot of material to cover. Uh, some of these web briefings are quite uh, dense. Uh, if you've never been through one before, we are taking the data gleaned from our laboratory and our scientists and across our experiments. There's about 150 researchers that work in the uh, laboratory uh, throughout our organization, and we are constantly trying to discover what works. Marketing experiments is focused on one area exclusively, and that is, you know, optimizing communication, whether that's uh, optimizing a, a landing page or subscription path or an order process. But price testing actually is a key component in optimizing the conversion and response related to a landing page, and it's frankly one of the murkiest subjects in the industry. It's as much alchemy as it is science in most cases. And what I have discovered is that prices are determined, if so de facto, by guesswork and whoever has the most authority in the room. Rarely is rarely do we find companies who have very carefully tested their price and optimized the uh the value proposition accordingly. I can tell you this Many of us are losing money not because we're not charging enough. We're losing money because we're charging um, too much. It's counterintuitive, and we're going to look at this very complex subject today. And, again, because marketing experiments is essentially, you know, a group of researchers and scientists, I'd rather not spend the day telling you as much what I think from my own experience, but rather delving deeply into our research projects and pulling from these briefings. I'll speak extemporaneous and refer to these case studies and try to answer some of the more difficult questions and also show you some things that we've discovered in our own experiments, some within the last 60 days that completely surprised us and might be very helpful as you're trying to, to discern your own pricing strategy for the upcoming year. So, what do you do? We know certain things about price intuitively. Typically, lowering the price increases the conversion. But the issue is deeper than that. Uh, some of us have become so focused on conversion that we have forgotten that it's really not about conversion. It's about profit. And uh, I often hear marketers talk as if the success of a campaign is entirely dependent upon conversion. Not true. And yet conversion is one of those areas that we specialize in. We've written the conversion index and we've patented 10 formulas around the concept of conversion. In this clinic, what we want to do is review the results of recent price tests and discover what they reveal really about optimizing offers and increasing total revenue. So here you are now. You've joined us. I'm sure you have your own marketing challenges. Essentially, I'm trying to ask a question today, and that is how do you know when it's better to raise prices or to reduce prices. And what can you do in order to structure a proper test of your current pricing? I'm sure there's going to be lots of questions. Feel free to email those into us or actually use your question and answer feature as we progress and we'll try to stop at various points and answer your questions. I'm joined today by a number of experts from our scientist group, Dr. Bob Kemper, uh, who is um, 
the leader of our scientist group, uh, Bob, that I, I did a faux pas there at the beginning. Bob's joined us, and uh, along with Bob is uh, you know, our director of optimization, Jimmy Ellis, uh, along with uh, a channels expert and a director in his own right, Aaron Rosenthal. Many of you are familiar with these guys. And then many other people from our staff, our research analysts and team members, some of them will be interrupting with thoughts or helping me to answer questions. Let's begin, as always, digging down deeply in an actual experiment. Let's look at a, let's look at a case study. So here's the background. In this test, we conducted a two-week experiment for an online reference book publisher. And um, our primary research question was this, which annual subscription price for unlimited access to their research would produce the highest revenue per visit? Now, you think about that question for a moment. We're looking at the highest revenue per visit, but we're also studying the highest projected long-term revenue. And we want to know which subscription will do that. And as you do that, you're really dealing with a basic economics question. And I, I want you to see that question, and I'll just take a moment. Bob Kemper, uh, if you're available right now, I know you're online. Let's talk about this slide for one second. If you are wanting to get pragmatic, helpful information and you've tuned into the audience, just stand by because we're getting to visuals and clarity. For those of you who may not be familiar with the basic economics of the issue, Bob, give us a minute and just explain the chart that you've prepared here. Bob Kemper. Uh, be happy to. Um, the concept of price elasticity of demand is uh, is intended to measure uh, the change in um, revenue um, based upon uh, the changes in prices, and um, uh, the the thing that affects maximizing uh, profitability um, in large part is uh, elasticity of demand, um, and uh, elasticity says uh, um, when you change the price of your product. By what quantity, by, by what uh, relative measure, uh, does the quantity demanded, um, the, the sales, change? Um, so the, uh, the formula is there on the left, the uh, price elasticity of demand is the percent change in the quantity demanded or, or the uh, number sold um, divided by the uh, percent change um, in the price. Um, and in an uh, elastic situation, uh, an elastic um, price change is one in which um, the uh, the amount of change in demand um, is greater than the amount of change in uh, in the price, and um, the outcome of that is for an elastic product um, the the total revenue generated or the total profitability um, um, is going to be unfavorable. Um, in uh, for an inelastic um, situation, that means that uh, um, that when you change the price, there isn't that much change in demand, um, and consequently, the net uh, impact is favorable to you in terms of profitability. Very good, uh, Bob. Now, if most of you would be clear on this issue, uh, we have all levels of, of expertise on here. We have PhDs and from academic departments attending these clinics, and we also have, you know, experienced marketing people and sometimes new marketing people. If you're not clear, you will be as we show you the actual examples. So with that in mind, uh, I go back to the case study. Here we have the actual prices that we were going to test for this publisher. There was an annual membership fee 
and uh, it was benchmarked at 69.95, and uh, we wanted to use that as a control and test against it for other prices. Now, if you look at the prices, you'll see that. The question was twofold. Uh, One of those is, all right, at at which price would we sell the most memberships, and also at which price would we make the most money? Uh, That's implied in these murky issues about conversion. I'm asking you right now as a marketer to help me. I want you to vote. $50, $59.95, $75, or $79.95. Let me see. Richard says $59.95. That's his vote. Tell me the price. I have four $59.95s in a row. Another one. Someone else, Brett, says $79.95. I feel like an auctioneer. And on they come. Let me just pick out. Lee says $79.95. Byron says, no, he's uh, asking a question. Todd says uh, it looks like 59.95, and across, I think Brandon says 59.95. Someone else says 79.95, and someone else said sold. And uh, I assume that uh, you just won the auction. I'm looking at these, and we'll we'll rate them again. Interesting. A lot of 75s coming in, 79.95s. All other factors on this test stayed the same. This was what we call TP1057. That's our test protocol number. And I think it would be appropriate to get a sense as you're thinking about this, how the test was designed. So let's go to the next page. As we do so, you'll see that they come to an article page. That's the first box on your left, the rounded blue box. Then they come to a treatment. You can see the 20%, five evenly split comps being offered, 20% of the traffic going to each. Then they go to the account setup page and the thank you page. All right, keep going. Uh, And let's think about this for a second and see how it looked on the page as you're voting. All right, now, where it says activate your free trial, you had the amount of savings on the left here and you had the amount of cost on the right in this box. You can see the two yellow highlighted areas. Those coordinate with the yellow box up above where you see the price and the savings. You can see the change in price and the change in savings. All right. With that in mind, does anybody want to change their vote or do you feel confident? Someone asked for the duration of the test. And uh, I may be able to give you that answer, uh, but I don't have it at my fingertips, to be very candid with you. So uh, any one of our analysts who worked on that particular test, feel free to drop me a note and I'll try to answer that question for you. Uh, There are other very good questions coming in, which we'll get to as we go forward. All right. You feel confident in your numbers? Let's see what happens. Let's go to the data. On your left, you'll see treatment one, two, three, and four, and you'll see the price points associated. You'll see the paid subscriptions, and uh, you'll see the paid subs, and you'll see the total revenue. And you can think about that chart for just a moment. I won't read all of those numbers to you. But what I think you should see most of all is that the lowest price resulted in the highest conversion. No one here is surprised by that. But it also resulted in the lowest total revenue. The $75 price produced the highest revenue, but revenue began to decrease once we got to the $79.95 price point. Think about that for a second. Look at the chart for a moment, absorb it, because I believe the uh, lesson we can draw from here will help set up the most important pieces we want to teach you today. Uh, We teach you in uh, carefully because the reality is we're learning all the time. 
we don't have all the answers, but we know how to test. And we we know some questions that should be asked. And that's what we've been doing. And I want to share with you how all of this translates into something very relevant to probably what you're facing as you try to set your prices. Uh, I'd like to point out from this paragraph that everyone would expect that a lower price probably in some cases, in most cases, results in higher conversion. Now, that's not always the case. In some cases, when you lower the price, you lower the perceived value, and conversion is hurt. That can be counterintuitive. But in this case, it would be predictable that the $50 price point would, would uh, lower or would, would actually increase conversion. What's interesting is the point of drop-off, and you really can't understand that too well until you go to the, to the next slide. And, John, I think I'll take from here just to give you uh, – I'll get you as I need you so you can prep me. So look at the chart carefully. I want you to forget on the left is your control because that's showing us, you know, right in there at that $69 range. Look at the 50, the 59, 95, and the 75 price point, and you'll notice that as we raise the price, revenue went up. But as we passed the $75 mark, it would appear that revenue begins to diminish. Now, that's vital, and it brings me to a principle I hope everyone on the phone can, can latch on to. You have not properly tested your price until you've asked for too much. Until your price is too high, you haven't tested it. Our tentative moves forward with price, hoping we can get away with it, consists of one way to try and increase revenue, but it does not consist of the most effective way to determine whether or not you've actually charged the right price. Until you have to come and back down, you haven't maximized the opportunity. That's starting to happen here. Now, I can tell you this. We can't say with confidence that we've found the right price point. More tests need to be done, and those tests would help us understand this. But it's critical to see that it's at that 79.95 point that we begin to see what appears to be uh, a diminishing return. We'll continue to trust uh, this whole point. But truthfully, most of us here could do well to devise a test that pushes the price beyond what we would expect to be a reasonable number or the number that you know we can get. Once, once you get to that higher point and revenue starts to drop off, you start to realize, okay, now at last I found my price point at least for this season in the marketplace. Now, I want to stop there because I have a lot more I want to show you. I have two more complex case studies. One of them coming up, I think the last case study, we actually removed the discount, increased the price, and dramatically increased uh, the revenue and sales. And it was counterintuitive, and it's the opposite of what everyone else in the marketplace was doing. You're going to want to see how we did that because it might help you generate more money this year. I'm going to look at some of your questions and, uh, and, and try to answer them for you as we proceed, okay? Someone said, will this cause any legal issue as for same service some pay more than others? In most cases, no. There is a way to design that price test. I don't think I can teach that in depth right now. Uh, if you're a research partner with our group, we, we sometimes go into that and design it so you can actually check that price point without getting yourself into legal trouble, and we devise some methodologies for that. For one thing, you can have uh, a value add that um, is perceived and thus justifies uh, you know, a differential in price. There's some, there's some things we've learned that you can 
you can add to the mix and not hurt your existing customer base, which I'd be more worried about than the legal issue, you know, the perception of anybody else who's paid a different price. All right. And so, if I might, uh, yes. Interject yeah. once there on, on pricing. Um, uh, in a uh, in a conference um, that that I participated in um, about uh, about three years ago, uh, we had um, a panel of attorneys talking about um, about pricing. Um, it was a, a you know, marketing oriented conference, and the consensus among the attorneys was that um, basically pricing is something that. Um, is can be a legal issue or not pretty much any any methodology that you use for discounting or for uh, um, you know any pricing methodology that you use can conceivably be challenged um, you know in a court of law um, so the the advice the the uh, universal advice among the panel of, of attorneys was that you should essentially not talk about your pricing um, essentially, implement a pricing um, you know, methodology. There are certainly pricing uh, uh, methodologies that will get you in trouble, um, and, and that you should uh, you know avoid at all costs. You know, uh, unfair pricing practices and, and things that are, are specifically regulated. But aside from those, um, that the, the best policy is to implement whatever is best for your business, um, and and simply uh, not. Uh, uh, not now, and not talk about uh, about your pricing methodology. Now, I, I realize what Bob is saying may create confusion for some of you because I think underneath all this is a different litmus test, and that is okay. How do we be fair? How do we treat with integrity those people that are counting on us and our customers? And I know Bob would see that as the critical issue as well. But I believe if I stay on this point, I won't get to the actual tactical issues of price testing and setting prices, which I'm going to go to. It might be we hold another clinic on this issue. It might be you need to, uh, you know, get engaged in, in, in more extensive research or read some of our additional briefs on this topic that can help you. We'll talk about it, but I'd like to move on, and I'd like to point out some other fine questions, one of which is what about the lifetime value? I think that's a valid question. I'd like to touch it right now, and it actually segues uh, right towards uh, the test I'd like to do right now. Somebody's already voting. Very good, Alexandria. We have, if you're reading the notes, you can see that, or it's Alexandra. Uh, yeah, we have uh, three price points, and uh, it's an ABC test, three price points for a book. And uh, we'd like you to please, this is a hard book, it's not an e-book, and we'd like you to please vote on the price. All right, I got 7.95, and then 24.95 twice. Uh, Richard and Matthew, and then 14, 14, 24, 24. There's a lot of prices. There's hundreds of you on the phone today, and uh, I'm watching. Part of this is not what you are able to speak over the phone, but how we go back and study these later and see the percentage that our that our marketers, you know, guessed would be best. Uh, so there is 14 from Jason, 24 from Christian. Rick says 24. Brandon says 24, Brian says, uh, I think, uh, 24, and then Greg says 14. Somebody else comes in at 59.95. Very interesting. All right, that wasn't one of the price points we tested, but I get your point. Uh, if you're wondering at this point, all right, so which price point? And remember, this is very simple. It's a website. There's a book. There's an expert. He's written the book. He wants you to buy the book. What price should we charge for it? With that in mind, We'll show you what we discovered. Here we go. 
large volume of traffic to the site. We used five search terms. We used Google AdWords. We evenly distributed the traffic to three pages. We measured the orders. And I can tell you that the $14 price point generated more orders. Interestingly enough, uh, that was the most that was the most appealing number. I would suggest to you that this goes back to our earlier point and something I'd think about if I were you. We said that it's almost a given that lowering raises conversion. But in this case, a price of seven ninety five actually decreased conversion. So the high number at twenty four ninety five decreased uh, in, uh, decreased conversion. The low number at seven ninety five decreased conversion. It was fourteen that we had the maximum orders. Now, as you can see, if you study the chart carefully, while we had the most orders at fourteen, we made the most money at twenty four ninety five, barely. We made $7,485. All of this should point out why it's critical to price test. All of this should point out that there is just nobody wired well enough to predict pricing across multiple marketplaces in the unique situations most of us find ourselves in. Intuition does help. Intuition matters. Intuition helps you set your baseline or your benchmark that you're going to test against or even determine the price points you want to test. But you've got to test. Marketing is testing. More importantly... We need to think more about what this would mean. And let me ask you a question before I go any further. You've seen the test results. Now you're the director of marketing, and this is your project. What are you going to charge for the, for the book? Please tell me what you charge for the book. I'm going to read your response on this. All right, $24.95, $24.95, Somebody said $19.95. You need to pick from the three price points for this. Just of these three price points now, based on these results, what would you charge? Twenty-four ninety-five, twenty-four ninety-five, twenty-four ninety-five, fourteen, twenty-four ninety-five. Interesting. Okay, I think the big consensus is twenty-four ninety-five by far. I want to. I want to raise a question though. Um, is that really the best price point, or are there some other things we could consider? Now, just think about something for a moment. The additional 180 customers at the $14 price point may actually be worth more in the long run than the $765 difference you had at $24.95. Let's back up. Let's look at the chart. You had 180 more customers at $14, but you only made $765 more. I would suspect that if you're a, a capable marketer, you stand to make more money with those additional 180 customers than you do with that $765 difference, which is really quite minimal. Sometimes there are other considerations, and to the point of the earlier question, the lifetime value of your customer and your ability to make additional sales to them will be determining factors. This is not as easy as just running the test and then looking at the price and the return and deciding, okay, this one made me more money. I personally, as the director of marketing for this group, if I were, would choose the $14 price point. Now, I would only choose it tentatively because I think there's another test that needs to be run. There's a couple of more tests. But if I had to choose from those three prices right now, give me the extra 180 customers because I have confidence that with 180 more customers, I can generate more revenue than $765. So think about that. 
and let's ask ourselves, all right, so what are we learning from all this? What can we do from these experiments that will help us with our own issues, with our own problems? I know on site we have people here who are retailers, others who have a subscription offering, a service offering. What can we do in terms of pricing for these key areas? And I'm going to touch some of that in just a moment. I'm looking at some of the questions coming in. Someone says, what about the variable cost of fulfillment? Uh, well, I mean, fulfillment is factored in. Sometimes you have to factor in marketing. I'm not familiar with the context of your question, if it was something referenced earlier. But in this case, uh, fulfillment cost is uh, evenly distributed across all three price points because uh, we're delivering the same exact product. And um, uh, let me see if there's any other questions that might uh, – I mean the cost of goods sold. There is a difference. We can talk about that for just a moment. For physical products, profit margin should always be taken into account, but for subscription-based services, in some cases, this is less of an issue. Clearly, there are ways to, to look at this testing from a more complicated standpoint. Again, that's something we do in uh, longer teaching sessions or with our research partners when we're running price tests. I want to help you. What I'm worried about is that you can find interesting points on this on this call that you can be uh, perhaps surprised at some of the things you see and still not get something you can take a hold of and, and take back to your own site and make a difference with. So let me show you another case study, and then I have an idea. I think I might know how to help the audience in a, in a unique way. We might even look at some of your own offerings and talk about how to price them. But as we go forward, here's the new test. This is an ad hoc price test on a professional industry conference. Previous year's conference did very well. The goal for the next year was to increase attendees and revenue by 23%. Here's the big question. Will offering a discount on the price drive demand down for the new event? Now, or up for the new event. Now, bear with me as you think about this. Uh, some of you, most of you, aren't running a conference. But what I want to show you is something about bundling that might change the way you're currently pricing your offerings. So here. In this particular event, um, look at what we have. Leading up to the new event, we first tried offering a 10% discount on a ticket to several lists of qualified leads. Hundreds of thousands of leads saw the conference advertised via newsletter banners. On two sales, or only two sales, resulted from the discounting. So here's a discount. It drove some sales, but not a significant amount. So then we wanted to test a different approach. What would happen if we increased prices and instead added value to the perception by bundling in the very latest report analyzing the industry segment plus an opportunity for relevant professional training? Now, stay with me on that also because I'm going to show you an actual spreadsheet tool that you might be able to use, which we'll give you free. That will help you actually uh, you know, calculate some of this. Here's the idea. Let's not lower the price. Let's increase the price, but let's increase the perceived value of the offering. Think about that. Now, let me just stop here for a moment. I was teaching the American, uh, the AMA, I guess it's the American Marketing Association, uh, last week on value proposition as it relates to congruence in an offering. I'd like to point out to you that most of you think of value proposition, most of us as marketers think of value proposition as, you know, your, your, your main product's value. Uh, and we know the classical definition uh, that's been developed here at Marketing Experiments, which is that your value proposition is the single most important reason why 
I should purchase from you rather than your competitor. If I'm your ideal customer, I should choose you over a competitor because you excel in at least one dimension of value. What is that? Why would I buy from you? In the absence of that, you, you're surviving on pockets of ignorance. But I believe that every single action you ask someone to take on your site has an implied value proposition. If you ask me for an email address, you've got to give me a better reason to give you my email, a reason that's stronger than, this, than, than the fear I have that you're going to spam me or that you know, you're going to somehow create any kind of trouble in my life. Everything I have, even to get a click, you've got to design a button. Do you understand that every single button you design on your website should be implying a value proposition? You're asking me to take the effort of clicking. You're asking me to invest my time. I can click away and terminate my relationship with you in a blink. I need you to give me a reason. When you tell me to register, hit a button that registers, there's absolutely no value proposition implied in that. You need to say to me, Get your free copy now. You need to say to me, get instant access now. You need to make certain that all the buttons on your site are implying a value proposition. Now, I'm going to bring it all the way back to this bundle. What you're really doing here is you're tinkering with a seesaw. And if, you could, as my, if my audience could just imagine for a moment in their mind a seesaw, and on the one side of this seesaw is the cost of this offering, and on the other side is the benefit of this offering. And I suppose what you're hoping to do is to, is to get that seesaw tipped just right so that you're charging the most possible money that you can in, in, in corresponding with the benefit being offered. And that's very important, too, when you think about the margin of what you're offering. But I want to suggest for you that there's more than one way to do this because there's the element of perception. Without increasing very much your hard cost, if you can increase the perceived value of the offering, you can actually sometimes raise the price instead of lowering it, and you gain. So we have to tip this seesaw properly. And in this case, we came up with something, and frankly, it was part of this testing, and I, I, I can't talk about the company who they want, but they've got a brilliant marketing director. And w w the, the idea was this. What if we were to bundle in uh, a better quality offering? Now, think about this. this. This applies to you if you're a subscription service. This applies to you if you're a retailer. In fact, that's what free shipping is a bit about. But this, it's not just free shipping. It's what you add on. It's the value add. This applies to you if, you know, in every aspect, every one of my audience should be thinking about this for a second. And instead of lowering the price, let's raise it. So let's kind of see how this worked. Previous year's price, 1305. New price, 1505. Now, we've anonymized this data. We've made slight changes in the data and in the names of the companies. You know, we've, we're trying to protect the other company. But here it is. Previous year, 1305. New price, 1505. Previous year, 605. New price, 1005. If that's hard for you to see, there's conference at the top, there's professional training, and there's published materials. And what we've done here is you can see the new price. It's an increase, a huge increase. The professional training course doubled. The published materials doubled. And the conference price went up, I'll just say, dramatically. Now, what do you do? If you were to take these three, combine them, offer savings, and see what happens to conversion. The three units were now offered at 2005. But mind you, that's against that 2005 
at $2,005 is uh, offers a significant saving, 33%, $1,000. But that $1,000 is a savings against the new price, not last year's price, against the price that you've raised on all products. With that in mind, what did it do to the numbers? Here's what you need to see. The bundle, then discount approach to the new event, increased its value proposition, and it drove the sales and increased revenue over the previous event by 101%. Do you understand the impact of this? Do you understand that without really doing anything now, I understand that there's two separate events, and what I'm going to say right now is not absolutely accurate, but in conceptually accurate. Without essentially changing any other element, by simply changing this element, that is the way we bundled, and by increasing the price, we doubled revenue. Doubled revenue. This is much better than the earlier approach, which was to, you know, somehow discount our way to the same position. All right, let's stop for a second. Let me let the audience think about this and ask your questions. All right, so I'm going down for just a second, and then I'm going to take you to a tool that will help you think about your own price testing. All right. Someone says this is an apples-to-oranges comparison. I, ben, are you talking about this last price test? I'm not sure if you if you are, but in, in, in reality, there's some truth to what you said. This is certainly not done at the same level of science done in the earlier test, but frankly, it is still an accurate look at the way to package pricing for you know, essentially identical events. And uh, I can promise you that the marketing team and the director of the organization were thrilled that revenue doubled with this move. And uh, I think there's something to be drawn from it, a lesson to be learned from it. Good. Uh, another question. Yes, that's, I'm looking at some of the comments coming in. Let's just stop for a second as those questions are coming in. Let me ask you this. All right, so you've got your price problem. You've got to figure out, am I charging enough? Or am I charging too much? How do you, how do you approach it? I'm going to take you to uh, another place, and I'm not sure I can go there directly using what we have. I may need Bob to come downstairs and help me. I'm taking you now to the um, Marketing Experiments website, and I'm going to show you a tool if I can. So let me just go here. Bob, be prepared to help me with this tool as I do so. And we'll think about how this might apply to your own websites. This is free. I don't have anything I'm getting ready to sell you. Uh, I'm just going to take you to the, to the site itself and let you see what we're thinking about. This is Marketing Experiments. Most of you would be familiar. You're signed up for the event. There's probably $10 million of research here. It's absolutely free. You need to make sure that you're subscribing to the journal so you get the briefings sent to you. Those are free, and they're complete. There's uh, lots of information here. Uh, I'm going to search in uh, price testing, and I'm going to pull up research briefs on price testing so that I can get to a particular tool. Uh, there seems to be quite a few. Pardon? Yeah, I know, but I can't click that. All right. Here we are. All right. Uh, Article 43 is taking me to a whole piece on price testing, which you may want to read. And notice, uh, notice uh, there's a tool. 
Let me see if I can find that. The MEC Price Testing Analysis Tool. So if you were to go to our website and uh, and search for the MEC Price Testing Analysis Tool, it would take you to this article, and you could get to this link. Also, we're going to send you out a briefing on this topic. Uh, you'll get all this information. I'm opening up the tool right now. I'm going to ask you to just take a look at this, and let's talk about how this might be useful for you if you're trying to improve your performance on your own site. This is one of the tools that we use. Bob Kimper is going to speak for just a moment and try to explain the tool to you. Okay? Go ahead, Bob. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, Bob. Thanks, Clint. Um, in the uh, price testing analysis tool, um, it's intended for uh, price testing for, um, for retail or uh, subscription products and uh, includes um, items uh, like cost of goods sold um, that, uh, that someone asked about a little bit earlier. Um, you'll notice in the, uh, uh, in the upper left corner, we identify uh, any fixed costs, um, identify uh, you know, uh, relative variable costs, and what we're going to do is compare two price points. We have uh, um, what uh, price point one would normally be a control, uh, price point two would be something that you're testing. Um, so we would um, uh, put a price in of, um, uh, right now we're going to uh, leave the, uh, the fixed and variable costs uh, out and look uh, just at, two, uh, at a two-item price point. Um, you know, we, we can uh, um, identify advertising costs. Um, so for the price testing, uh, we take a $10 price point as uh, the control and um, see what happens when we um, uh, go up to $12.50. Um, we um, consider uh, click costs. These are uh, marketing costs. Um, we get a, uh, the control is 8,978, 8, and, um, uh, and the impact is, uh, is nil there. Um, we have, uh, we enter a, um, an average cost per click of nine cents. The total sales at the $10 price point, uh, was, um, was 156. Um, the total sales at, um, at the 1250 went down to, uh, 94. So, um, the tool helps you to identify what the total estimated revenue would be um, you know, for the, uh, for the period and identify, um, you know, it uh, tells you what the conversion rate is, um, as well as, uh, uh, uh the, uh, ROI. Okay. We're increasing the size, um, of the image a little bit, uh, for you so you can see a little better. Thank you. Okay. Now, uh, I don't want to dwell too long on this because I want to be as relevant as possible to all of you that are on the phone, but we just want you to see this because it may help you as you're planning your own price testing. Again, it's completely free. Get it, use it, and perhaps it will provide you with, uh, you know, insights as you're working through. Bob, is there anything in particular you'd want to point out on this just uh, before we move on? Um, no, other than uh, the utility of the tool is, um, you know, beyond just the, uh, the immediate revenue, uh, we also have a, um, a section at the base to estimate the total um, uh, monthly impact, uh, both to revenues and to, uh, to your profit, um, and the profitability section includes the t fixed and variable costs that, uh, that you had entered above, so you can get a, a sense if you have significant uh, variable costs for shipping or for, um, you know, for other items. If you have an electronic product, it's less of a factor. If you've got uh, you know, significant costs on, on a per uh, unit item, then uh, this helps you in, uh, to identify the net impact uh, estimate on a monthly basis in either case. 
Very good. All right, so now you're on the line. You've got uh, many pressing marketing issues. You've invested precious time here, and uh, I want to do something that is not in my notes, wasn't part of the plan. And while I have optimized websites in the past live, and we may do a bit of that right now, what I'd like to do is help you with your own price testing issues. I'd like you to submit to me right now, and we're going to wade into some of this together if you'd like, uh, your URLs for products that you'd be interested in seeing price tests. As soon as I select your URL, and I'm doing this live, and I want Jimmy to stand by, Aaron Rosenthal, Bob to stand by, uh, I'd like to talk, I'd like you to take a few moments and ask your relevant question using the Q&A so that we can work with you, all right? So I see one right now that I think we can go to, and uh, I'd, like, uh, I'd like to get, um, go ahead and get uh, John, Bob, if you would, to come and help me with this portion. And I see a website. I haven't been there yet. I'm taking the risk of going there live with you. And uh, let's go to www.easycgi. Now, if that's your website, take a moment. Talk to us for just a second. I see who submitted it. It looks like uh, G2. If you would tell us the biggest question you want to ask us regarding price testing on this website, let's look at it together as a team. And I'm ask you in the audience to help me also as we think about what we can do to assist this group. So we're at the website, and uh, and I'm listening to your questions. Um, this is our most popular package we offer, and. Uh, and how do I test the price point, all right? That's the primary question uh, you're asking. Would that be correct, Jeepu? Get rid of the flash and change layout. Somebody said, we're already optimizing. I've got a, I've got a highly trained optimizing audience. There's things we can do to optimize, and really, yeah, the flash is in the way. But I'd like to send the price point first, and then we can take, talk about optimization. G2, I need you to say to me clearly, I see on my left three prices. And then I see the virtual dedicated server with a price point. What exactly would you like to know about the pricing on this particular site? I'm giving him just a second to do that. And while I'm giving him a moment, would you guys go ahead and tell us what you would recommend about the website itself? Someone says you need to offer yearly plans for discounts, too many options, uh, change the whole thing. Uh, the 796 package is the advanced and the most popular. And uh, the question is, G2, how would you price test this? We'll get to that. While I'm doing that, some of you may need to go ahead and tell me what you would do to optimize this site. And then Jimmy Ellis, get, get ready to help G2 in just a moment with what you do to optimize. In the first point, though, I'm going to click right here on order. And as I do, I want to see if I can get to the page. There it is. It's $7.96 a month. You have an advanced offer at $15.96 a month, and apparently you have an, an advanced offer at $21.56 a month. Apparently they're called Advanced X2 and Advanced X4. G2, that's your first problem. You've got absolute confusion uh, in terms of the naming of the, two, of the items that you're pricing. In fact, I'd go a step further and say that prior to testing the price, there's significant optimization work that needs to be done here right now. We'll talk about optimization, but if I was going to construct a price test, probably the first thing I'd do is try to eliminate the confusion on the page. Persuasion trumps clarity. Let's get real good clarity on this page, and then let's test the price. If I was testing the price point here, I'd have to get a real clear distinction between these three offerings, because there's a sense that 
apart from the listing and difference in gigabyte space and the small bullet points, I can't even tell that I'm looking at three different offerings except by the price points because of the naming convention. Jimmy Ellis, I'd like you to take a moment and wade in and optimize the page, and then we're going to talk about the price point. And if you'll stand by in the audience, we're going to take a number of other that submit. We're going to move fast. We'll be done with this one in three to four minutes and move on to the next one. Jimmy, are you live? I'll give you a second to unmute, and if not, Aaron Rosenthal, stand by, and Aaron, you, you step in for us. Jimmy may have gotten disconnected. He's, he's at a different office working with us right now. All right. All right. I'm only going to assume that Jimmy Ellis has been uh, – finally, the police have caught up with him, and he's been arrested. We'll try to make bail for him and have him on, on <laughs> free for the next one. In the meantime, let's look at this site. First of all, you need to reduce all of the wasted real estate at the top of the page. The flash presentation is causing slow loading times and getting in the way. You need to meet them with greeting text, not with just an image. There needs to be a conversation started, even on a site like this, that tells them where they're at, what you have in terms of value proposition that makes this a unique place for them to stop and stay. That needs to actually direct them linear, not in three horizontal columns, but linearly into a decision process as to how to go from there. Someone needs to physically say to them in text, we offer three different prices are three different products. The first one is for X. The second one is normally used by Y. The third one is useful. For, you know, you explain. Help them see. It would be very good then if you had some kind of side-by-side -side table that explained the differential between all three of the product offerings. This would bring clarity. Again, clarity trumps persuasion. I would honestly say to you too, and that's not that I'm avoiding the price testing issue. You're not ready to test price yet. You're, 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 you're far from where you need to be in terms of communicating clearly before you take the price test. I believe that a lack of clarity might actually hurt you in terms of your price test. That's what I would do first. I would eliminate the, the, the idea that on the left you can talk about the price and in the middle uh, you have a square box with bullet text. I don't even understand what that bullet text is trying to tell me. Uh, it says something about all web hosting accounts include, but it's coming in the wrong order. There's no iPath. This needs to be linear, moving down the page. Get all that stuff out of the left, get it into the center, and help me make a simple choice. Reduce the amount of thinking it takes for me to click on what's important to you with regards to your objective. Then, there is a sense you already have a price test taking place. You have three different price points with slight differentiation in what you actually get with those price points. I would actually test my price point not against the 796 against 896, but I would have to test a monthly price point against a quarterly or annual price point. If 796 is your most popular option, then let's please test 796 against a quarterly price at a discount and an annual price. That's probably the most intelligent way to focus in on your highest revenue producer and construct your test. I hope that's helpful for you. Feel free to email us with more information. I'd like to go to uh, another site. John is pulling up one for us right now, and uh, we're going to go to uh, steepandcheap.com. Let's go there. So here we are, uh, anti-shock trekking pole, and uh, steep and cheap is uh, one killer guild in one item at a time until it's gone. Aaron Rosenthal, please uh, Q&A me or walk in and let me know that you're standing by to talk about the site for a moment. There's several more we're getting ready to go to rather fast. I have a product. 
I'm assuming, and I need your help from this site to tell me what you want to test. Is it the price of this product? Uh, again, my eyes are drawn to, to horrific design issues that are interfering with your ability to sell the product. Apparently, the price is $59.95. Are you asking me how you would construct a price test for this $59.95? Uh, while uh, we're hearing that, would my audience please tell me what you would do to optimize this site? I'm going to read your suggestions in just a moment. All right. Good. I have several more standing by, including, uh, well, several more that we'll check. But let's look at this one. I, I think if you're trying to test this item, I'm going to assume, A, that it's one of those key items that's a major driver in your revenue piece. Otherwise, the price test would be wrong. If this is an item that's both profitable and popular and consists of a high percentage of your revenue, then you probably have the right item price test. Once you've identified that, I would test this in three different ways. You can test it in changing what the price amount is. You can test it in increasing what you get with it in terms of bundles and cross-sales. You would probably construct it in a simple AB or ABC design, but I'm afraid that you can't do that because it's a retail item. So I'd probably do it sequentially, meaning, and this I know has data problems, but for one day, uh, I would probably run the test depending on your volume of traffic, and you'll need enough traffic to the page to get real data, perhaps a 1,000 visits, I would probably test the price point at 59.95, and then I would test my other price points on sequential days. I know this is not exactly as accurate, but by doing this and starting at the top uh, or starting at the bottom and going up, you're not going to hurt anybody's feelings who purchased in the day before. So I would go in reverse order, going from lowest price to highest price in my price point test. Frankly, I'd be looking for what this would teach me about my other categories or anything else I offer throughout the store. But I think you have another issue, and that is how you display this page. And I'm going to let Aaron Rosenthal talk to us for a moment about what you would do to optimize this page, uh, including the design elements, the left margins, and uh, you know what we're looking at. Let's do that rapidly. I'll give Aaron one minute, and we'll move to somebody else's website. One minute, somebody else's website. Go ahead, Aaron. Yeah, you're you're not greeting me when I come to this page. I, I see I see a, a, a very high resolution product image, which is something you need on the e-commerce site. But I don't understand why I need this product. What is what what is special about this product? What is the value proposition of this product, let alone your store? And when you're when you dis, I don't know if this is a display issue on on my monitor, but I see a product image. A, a description, which is spanning the length of my uh, my page, and then I see another product image, and then and then when I get to, when I get down to the second product image, I see no way to order. Uh, there's a uh, there's a buy button. It appears your your purchase button is over in your left hand nav. Well, that's not. You just you just introduced this product. You you've given them compelling. Once you've given them a compelling reason to buy this product or or, or be interested in this product. Get, Greet them with the how to buy this, how to make a purchase. You've you've just gone through the process of convincing somebody that this is the product that they are, that they need that they're interested in, but they don't know how to make a purchase. They're at the bottom of this page and they have to move to the top of the page to, to actually see how to make a buy buying decision. They're, the the way people view pages are top to bottom, left to right. So you're you're greeting the first thing you're greeting them with is actually. How to buy now? Well, they don't have enough information at that point to buy now. And then it comes through the specs on the product, and now they have a little bit more information. Then you go through high-resolution images and description. 
If I were designing this page, I would greet them with a, pro a high-resolution product image, or maybe this may, this may cause load, load issues. Maybe, maybe a, a link to a higher-resolution product image with a thumbnail, and then give them the description, the actual value proposition of this product, follow it up with some, some stats, and then lead into the buying, the buying information. The buying button needs to be in the iPath. And, uh, and then, you know, then you can get on to the price testing issue. I'd like to go to another site. Keep submitting your sites. I'm going to pick another one and go there at just this moment. Uh, I know one thing. Um, some of you are repeatedly submitting your sites. I appreciate your enthusiasm. I'm looking at a site right now. This is Hire Velma, uh, Marketing Made Easy for Mortgage Professionals. Uh, uh, so here we have the site in front of us. It's uh, Velma.com. Monthly membership is $39. Startup fee applies. I'm clicking on looking understand why I would give thirty dollars. Uh choose the correct Velma solution for you. Wow. Okay. Uh we have again major optimization issues. I haven't clearly understood why I want to buy and you're asking me to make a decision. Never ask me to make a decision until you've prepared me for it. However, if I was going to test my price points, here's how I would do this, uh speaking to the person this site. I'm assuming that the primary offering here is thirty nine dollars. I would probably ask myself, in fact, let me click on your pricing piece and see if you'd give me any information that helps me. Here we go. There's individual and there's corporate. Uh, I think when you're dealing with subscription pricing, one of the first things you do is go into your retention and find out what your average retention is. If your retention is four months, you can start to get a sense of, okay, here's my customer value. If my customer value is, you know, four times $39, uh, because typically that's all that I generate is the subscription offering, then you want to design your price tests around the duration of time you ask them to commit up front. If you know that it's $159, $160 that you're netting per user, the next thing you can possibly do is test the price point with a discount for quarterly where essentially you um, – you nudge up the value so that you you collect more than 160 over the lifetime. Get them up to 220 by offering a six month membership at a discount. Discount the sixth month and get five months out of them and test that against your existing price point. The other thing to do is to actually test a lower price point. And in fact, in this case, I don't see how you've done it, but I would absolutely test a free trial. Uh, if unless I know more about why you can't do a free trial, it would be better off to get them in under less and then move them up in terms of price, and I'd follow that up with a premium price offering. I'd also, as soon as they agreed to purchase or my free trial at the right point, again, you don't want to mitigate retention, I'd probably bundle up with a premium offering and see if I could upsell into a larger context or into a better deal. There's a lot I do in optimization. The site uh, is not doing the hard work that it needs to do in order to help me understand why I should buy, and you cannot depend on the video to do the sell for you. You need to meet me. You need to to me, probably need a letter approach to this kind of site, and you need to take the price point itself and present it to me around a bundle of benefits, so I'm very clear about it. You need testimonials that's secure, and I don't mean one over here on the left, all supporting in the main body of information, primary claims that you have to say about the product that you're offering. All of those things impact the site itself in terms of conversion, but they also set you up for uh, maximum impact when it comes to yield per visit. All right, I think that we're going to need to stop. We're trying to move through and make all this information useful. I'm a little concerned today. Uh, stand by for a moment before you leave uh, for the end of the day. I'm a little concerned because I've had to talk about something a little bit more ethereal than how to write a headline, a little bit more ethereal than uh, how to improve your, you know, uh, one element of your page design. I've talked about pricing, 
and I don't know uh, if I've helped you enough. Would you take a moment to tell me if this has been useful for you, what you're learning from this, or if this is valuable or not, so that we can continue to provide information that will make a significant difference for you in your own marketing efforts. It's very hard to make all this information apply to everyone, but I trust these principles will make a critical difference. And I would like to, as you're doing that, just review something that may be uh, kind of helpful as you're thinking about what we've covered today. These are observations. Uh, high prices does not always equal high value. I think we know that. Look at these three points that I have here. There's more coming. You must test a variety of prices to find the optimal uh, points that will maximize your total long-term profit. You've got to know the lifetime value of a customer, at least the annual value of a customer. I'm dubious about lifetime value. You've got to understand the demand characteristics of your products and understand what elasticity or elasticity means. You need the market experiments pricing tool. Go to the site. Read all that free information. Get a hold of the tool. Use it to test your pricing. And then if there's more we can do in follow-up events that will help you to price your products, would you please email us and tell us this? We want to do our very, very best to try and help you. I'd ask you to take just a few minutes and continue to give us your suggestions and your comments and your feedback, and we'll do our best to help you in the future. Thank you so much for attending today, and we'll be back in two weeks.